Good evening. It is about 8.51 p.m. on November 19, 2020. November 19, 2020 at 8.51 p.m. And for you military people, it's 20.51 hours. This is Evangelist Pew, Cassandra Pugh, Sandy, Shasha, whatever. Cassie, whatever you want to call me, that's not important. But what I want to tell you today is this. We're going through a season of COVID-19 right now. Many people are dying. They've already said that many more, many, many, many more will die as the cold, cold kicks in, which is now. And they also said how it would be mixed with pneumonia and the flu and some other stuff. But you know what? Neither here nor there. The point of the matter is we're in a pandemic. People are not listening. People are not paying attention. People are just doing whatever they want to do. You have churches that are out of order. You have people that are out of order. You have so much disobedience. No one's listening to what God has to say or what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You know, the the prophets and prophetesses, the prophetess, the ones that are hearing God's voice, I'm sure there's some of them out there that are warning the people, but we're not listening. You have people that are really going out their way trying to tell us to do the right thing. So this is what I have to say. Not that my matter, my opinion matters, but I'm going to say what I need to say anyway. Because I feel it deep in my spirit and my heart. What I'm going to say is that Jesus is coming back. That's what I'm going to say. Regardless of the COVID-19, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what's taking us out. Regardless. Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. So with that being said, if you're not saved, it is time to get saved. If you are backslidden, it is time to get back in right standing with God. If you are shacking, it is time to go ahead and get married. It is time. This is not the time. Not the time to play games with God. This is not the time to play Russian roulette with your life. It is not the time. People are dying from so many things. COVID-19 has caused a lot of people to fear. People are having heart attacks and strokes because... And, and they're calling it COVID-19. But the problem is the fear. People are fearing man. And people are fearing the wrong things. And they're going away from here because of fear. Because, because of the media. Because of the news. And because of all these things. People are fearing. And their heart is going out. Their heart is stopping. And all these things because of fear. But you know what? People need to start reverencing and fearing God. That's where your fear goes. Not into people. 
People can't make you or break you. It's God. So the fear is in the wrong place. The fear needs to be in God. The reverence needs to be in God. That's what we need to be doing is fearing God. Fearing our Father. Fearing God. That's where the fear should go. Reverence of fear. So that it can push us into obedience and take us out of disobedience. Whether it's COVID-19, whether it's just time time to go, regardless of what the reasoning of, of the death, we better be ready. We better be ready. Because if we're not ready... Whether COVID-19 takes us out or not, if we're not ready, we're not going to be equipped for the Antichrist when he comes. We're not going to be strong to be able to handle what's going to happen if God should come and take us away. If if Jesus should come back, even during this time, would just come back and we get raptured away. The people that are left are not going to be strong enough to handle because the Holy Ghost will be gone. Like that power that we have right now when we rely on the Holy Ghost, all of that is going to be gone. Even the Bibles or whatever, it's going to be gone. So if you're not reading your Bible now, how in the world are you going to be able to take that word and hide it in your heart? There will be no word in your heart if you don't grab that Bible now. If you don't take heed to God's word now. If you don't read up on what God is saying now. You're not going to be able to grasp because it's not in your heart. It says the word that's hid in my heart. There is no word in the heart. So... People, people, let's get it together. Let's get serious about our Father. Let's get serious about Jesus Christ. Let's get serious and ask the Holy Ghost to help us. There's a burning desire in me for souls. We got to get it together, people. Get back in your rightful places. The ministers out there that are failing us, I pray to God that you get back in your rightful place so you can lead the people the right way. So you so you do not lead people astray. So I'm praying for the ministers out there, every leader out there that is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm praying God. I'm praying that God will have mercy on your soul. And I'm praying that you will figure it out quick, fast, in a hurry. So that no one else will be led astray under your leadership. Again, this is Evangelist Cassandra Lee Pugh. I lost a friend yesterday. I don't know how she died. I just know she died suddenly. But neither here nor there. That's done now. And God knows where she's going. Cassandra Pugh, Evangelist Pugh, talking about spirit of error.
false doctrine, things that are not true, things that go against God's word, the spirit of error. The spirit of error operates best when there is an ignorance of God's word. So when someone doesn't know God's word, then they can fall into error. And they can operate in the spirit of error. And people don't purposely fall into this type of situation of error. It's just that they just believe false religion. So in other words, they don't seek out to be false most of the time. It's just that they just fall into um, spirit of error because they wind up into some kind of false religion. And it happens to people because it appears to be the truth. So that's how someone falls into um, false religion most of the time. It's because the religion appears to be true. Our world is filled with spiritual mirages. Um, a mirage is something that you think you see is really not there. Um, it could be someone whose imagination makes you think something is there when it's not. From not eating enough, not having enough oxygen go to your brain, you can uh, think that something is some something is there when it's not. So our world again is filled with spiritual mirages, and that's when in the spiritual you see things that are not there, and you people end up hungering and thirsting just like in the natural. So people that have people that lack um, spiritual insight and they see things that are not there um, they hunger and thirst also. And through their hunger and thirst they want they they're looking and seeking for something um, to satisfy their hunger and thirst. So when you have someone seeking to satisfy some kind of hunger and thirst, that's a good opportunity for a false religion to fall in that arena, and then people will easily believe it. You know, even though it's not true. People see see things that appears people see things that appears real or tricks of the elements that appear appear real but are not mirages. Meaning that 
sometimes you could look at something like on the land, on the earth, and you think you and you think you see something like you might think you see the sun or you might think you see a shade or something and then you find out it's really not that. But it looks real. Just like looking at a movie. It looks real. But when you are able to go behind the scenes, you see that it wasn't really real. That's a mirage. Our world urges lost souls to follow them to the water of life. So they death so the water of life that they so desperately need. Meaning that our world presents things to people and lost souls follow what the world is saying because they're seeking something. They're looking for water. They're looking for someone to save them, someone to guide them. And they will search and search. And they will be searching in vain and they will be deceived because they're searching to fulfill a thirst and a hunger, not really understanding that the hunger and the thirst that they're searching for is really Jesus Christ. So this is why it is very important for the believers to step up because in a natural we're looking for something to fulfill our hunger and thirst. So when the believers don't step up like they're supposed to, then the world takes, the world has the advantage and gives um, the people something that's false, that appears to be real because of the strong urgency, the strong urge of the hunger and thirst that people have. So, what we need to be offering to people is Christ. And that's John seven thirty seven talks about that. Christ is the only source of living water in this world. Christ is. Christ is the only source. False religions, doctrines, philosophies look good. They look real good. But they are mirages. They are mirages. Things we think we see um, but that are really not there. And cannot. Mirages cannot satisfy the inner thirst of man's spirit. Only God can satisfy the inner thirst. So the, a lot of times people think they are naturally thirsty and naturally hungry. For food and water when they don't really understand they are spiritually hungry um, and they're hungering and thirsting for a savior which is Christ um, you can read John 4 verses 13 through 14 Jesus offers us eternal life and if we receive him into our hearts and follow his word, he will save us. So at the end of the day, 
what we hunger and thirst is Jesus Christ. Not a mirage, not false doctrine, but Jesus Christ. So that right there was a little teaching on spirit of error. And this is how you can fall into the spirit of error again by being ignorant to God's word. So the key thing, if you want to, want to fulfill your hunger and thirst, you have to, first of all, get saved, receive Jesus as your personal savior, and then get into his word. And the more you get into his word, the less you will be able to fall into the spirit of error and false doctrine which is associated to that. Amen. Good evening. This is the last day of the year. This is December 31st, 2020. Um, I will be teaching on Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8, which is, Help comes from the Lord. You may have heard people quote this a lot, many times, but I'm just going to give a small little teaching on what this means or means to me. Psalm 121 and verse 1 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Verse 3, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Verse 4, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6, the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Psalm 121 verse 1. Chap Psalm, chapter 121 verse 1 through 8. Psalm of Psalms. Okay, the first verse says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Self-explanatory. I'm lifting up my eyes. I'm looking unto God because I know God is where my help cometh from. So I look up. I take my eyes up and I focus on the almighty God because I know that he will help me in my time of trouble. Verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. So I recognize where my help comes from. I first lift up my eyes to God because I recognize that that's where my help cometh from. Verse 3, he will not Suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He is not sleep. 
God is focused. God knows everything. He is not in a daze about us. He knows what's going on with us. Verse 4. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. If he was able to keep Israel, he's able to keep us. If he was able to keep Israel protected, he's able to continue to protect us. God is not sleep. God is our helper. God is our protector. So that's why we can look up to him and expect him to help us. Expect him to help us to come to our rescue. And it says, verse 5. Verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel, neither slumber nor sleep. Verse 5, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The Lord is a keeper. He's a keeping God. He protects us and he keeps us. He is not sleep. He knows what's going on with us. So we are protected. He he. Put the head of protection round about us. He is thy, thy shade. He is covering us upon thy right hand. He is covering us and directing us. Verse 6. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Even a sun cannot harm us. The elements can't harm us. Nothing can harm us. Because we are protected by the Almighty God. He's keeping us. He's, he's, he is our help. So we know to expect Him to help us and to keep us. And that He'll never sleep. And He's covering us. He's our head of protection all around about us during the day and night. At all times. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. He has our soul. He covers us. When we look up to God with our help, when we take our eyes and look up to God and we seek God and he is our protector, he preserves us, he watches over us, he, he comes to our rescue. And he shows us that he proves to us he is a keeper during the day or during the night. And regardless of what the day does to us or what the night trust tries to do to us or whatever, anything, any evil tries to do to us. He, we are preserved from the evil and our soul is preserved. Verse 8, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. From this time forth and even forevermore. So we are protected from seen and unseen dangers. When we go out to do things, come back in, we are protected. We are preserved. We are preserved from now until forevermore. Because we understand that the Lord is our keeper. We understand that... All we do have to do is look up into the hills because that's where our help comes from. And we, aren't, we know that our help comes from the Lord. And the Lord is a promise keeper. 
So he keeps his promises. He keeps, he follows his own word. He puts his word out there and follows his own word. And with that being said, he says he's thy keeper. So he keeps us. And we don't have to worry or be afraid or be scary because God already said in this word that he's preserving us. He is preserving us when we when we're in and when we're out. When we go somewhere, when we come back, regardless of where we are, we are preserved. And that he will come to our rescue for now, from now and forevermore. And that he preserves us from all evil. All evil. And he preserves thy soul. He preserves our soul. Amen. So, our help cometh from the Lord. We lift up our eyes to him. And we can trust and believe that if there's any trouble round and about us, the help is coming because he is our keeper and our helper. And he's our protector. All from Psalm 121. Be blessed. Good morning. <clears throat> this is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Hallelujah. Amen. At about 9.46 a.m. Psalms 127, verses 1 through 5. It says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. But they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Hallelujah. That is, prosperity is from the Lord. The first thing that God talks about, um, Solomon wrote Psalm 127. The first thing he talks about in verse 1 is that, Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. House. If God has not built your house, you that have built it, you built it in vain. Your labor was in vain. Your labor means nothing. If God didn't build it, then the labor, all the work you put into it, is vain. If God didn't build you, all the work, and it's all you and not God, 
then you worked in vain. If you've worked to gain just material things and God didn't build you, you work in vain. So accept the Lord, build the house. You're the house. They labor in vain. So whoever built your house and God didn't build you, your house, you labored in vain. You labored in vain. Because God has to build your house. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. So if the Lord don't keep you. If the Lord don't keep your city. If the Lord is not the keeper of your city. You that are watching over your city. You that are there trying to watch over you, yourself, you're doing it in vain. Because God, the Lord, is the one who keeps. The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy keeper. You can't keep anything without the Lord. So, again, verse 1, except the Lord build you, build your house, it's been built in vain. And unless the Lord keeps you, unless the Lord is the watchman and not you, then you, you're, you're watching in vain. Everything is in vain. Everything is in vain. So that's Psalm 127, verse 1. 127, Psalm verse 127, verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. So it is vain for you to get up every day, every day. Get up, rise up every day, early in the morning. Rise up early. And then stay up all night. Stay up all in, all night. And eat the bread of sorrow. So you're toiling. So you're doing it. You're getting up every morning. You're staying up late every night. To eat the bread of sorrow. To deal with stuff that brings you sorrow. From day, from the moment you wake up to the moment you close your eyes. Nothing but sorrow. You rise up early, deal with sorrow. You sit up late and deal with sorrow. And, and don't get no rest. And it says, it is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrow, to constantly work yourself. For so he giveth his blood sleep. 
God gives us rest. The beloved, we are his beloved. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. He gives us sleep. He wants us to rest. Rest in him. Rest in God. So like I said, verse 2 of Psalm 120 says, says it is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, the cares of this world, all day long. All day long, the cares of this world is vain. God taught, tells us to cast our care upon him for, for he cares for us. So it's vain to be up all day from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. Dealing with sorrows constantly. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Because God gives us rest. He gives us sleep. He said the beloved. We are his beloved. He loves us. His beloved sleep. That's what he gives us. It means he gives us some rest. Amen. Amen. Psalm 127 verse 1 and verse 2. Amen. Good morning. This is January 3rd, 2021, around 10, 11 a.m. on a Sunday. The topic is, God is our refuge and strength. God is our refuge and strength. Chapter 46, verse 1 through Verse 11, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the vow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. C. 
Selah. Amen. So verse 1 of chapter 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's any trouble. Any trouble. It says God is our refuge and our strength. And strength. And he's a very present help in trouble. So when we're in trouble, God will save us. He's our refuge and he's our strength. He's strength. He's our strength. When we're weak, he's strong. He makes us strong. That is 46 verse 1. And look at the... Look at the um the verse 10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Colon. That means stop right there. Be still, comma. There's a comma behind still. Be still means stay still, chill, relax, calm down. Be still. Don't move. And know. Know. All the things I've showed you, everything that God has shown us, he's saying you're supposed to know that I am God. I am God. I am the Father. I am the Creator. I am God. So be still. I already said in verse 1 that I was your refuge, your strength, and I was a present help in trouble. So verse 10 says be still. Chill out. Calm down. Don't move. And know that I am God. I'm God. I am God. I'm not you. I am God. And he says, I will be exalted among the heathen, the non-believers. I will be exalted. I will be lifted up among them. And I will be exalted in the earth. So I will be exalted. I will be lifted up among everyone. So you can chill out. You can be still. And all you have to do is know. And if you know I am God, you know I am that present help. You know that I am your strength. You know I'm your refuge. If you understand that I am God, if you know that I am God, you know that I will be there in your time of trouble. So be still. Don't move. Calm down. Chill out. But be still. And focus on me. And meditate on me. And know that I am God. I am God. And I will be exalted. Just remember, I will be high and lifted up among those who believe me and those who don't believe me. I will be high and lifted up because I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be exalted in the earth. So all will see. Amen. So that was Psalm 46, 1 through 11. But the one, the key verses was Psalm 46 and 1 and Psalm 46. And 10. So when you are in trouble, just know God is that present help in your trouble. And when you are in trouble, He is your refuge and your strength. 
So even in your trouble, he will make you strong. And then also remember that he said, be still, stop, be still, don't move, chill out, calm down, be still. And then you got to know that I am God. Know it, not think it, not guess it, not not sure of who he is, you got to know with everything in your being that he is God. And also know that he will be exalted among all people. He is the exalted one. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 46, verse 1 through 11. Specifically, Verse 1 and verse 10. Amen. Good morning. It is Sunday, January 10th, around 9.02 a.m. I'm going to talk a little bit about Psalm 37, 1 through 11. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. It says, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. And your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Again, that's Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. First one says, do not fret. Do not fret because of evil do doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Do not fret. There is no need to fret because of the evil doer. There is no need to get out of place with God because of the evil doers or worry about the evil doers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. No need to be jealous or, or wish that you could have what they have. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. That's why you don't have to wish that you had what they had or could do what they do. Because at the end of the day, they are going to be cut down like the grass. And wither as the green herb. And God said they will wither away. So... They will be cut down and withered away. So.
so we do not have to fret because of evil doors. We don't have to be envious of them neither. Verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Amen. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. This is another reason why you do not have to fret. You do not have to be envious of people that are are acting in um, and being evildoers. You don't have to fret. Because God is already telling you in verse 3 to trust in him and do good. Just trust him. Trust him. Do good. Trust him. And he said, um, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So he wants us to dwell among him, dwell within him, and feed on his faithfulness. Just feed on his word that will sustain us. He said, delight yourself also in the Lord. That's just spending time with him, enjoying him, singing about him, dancing, just just, in, just loving on him. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. So just loving on him, meditating on him, talking to him, praying to him, singing to him. Just all those things are delighting in him. And he says when you do all those things and you trust him and you dwell within him, that he will give you, he should give you the desires of your heart. So when you're loving on God like that, your desires are for him anyway. So of course he will give you the desires of your heart because your heart is already pure towards him. Then verse 5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Commit your way. Do what he tells you to do. Just do what you know he's commanded you to do that he wants you to do. It says trust also in him. So you do what he say do and you trust it. You trust the process. And when you trust the process, which is his word, then he will bring it to pass. It says and he shall bring it to pass because you committed yourself to do right, to do what God tells you to do, and you trust in him. So he has no choice but to follow his word and bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. So your good deeds, your righteousness, your being in right standing with God, he will bring it to the forefront, to the light, where it's seen, where people can see it, that he can see it. And your justice as the noonday. And you'll be justified. You know, um, you'll, you're, you're covered. You're pretty much covered. And it's legal. Then verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. So he's saying, rest in the Lord. Rest. Don't be anxious. Just rest in him. Just relax. Relax. Calm down. Relax. Relax in the Lord. Just rest. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So while you're waiting on God patiently, you're resting in him. Meaning that you're trusting him. You're trusting the process. You know? And it says, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Don't fret. People are are um, gaining uh, prosper in all kinds of ways, but that doesn't make it legal. You know, that doesn't make it the right way. 
So that's why he said, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because they're prospering their own way. They're prospering um, the opposite way of what God wants us to prosper. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Because he's doing stuff wickedly. You know, he's doing underhanded things. That it appears to seem like he's really prospering. And it says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Cease from anger. Don't get mad. Don't get angry because you see him prospering. You got to remember, he's prospering the wicked way. And don't get mad. There's no need to. It says, do not fret. It only causes harm. Getting fretful is causing harm to you. Causes harm to you. And um, the evildoers are doing it. So what's the difference between you and an evildoer if you're fretting also? So do not fret. God said it about three, four times. Do not fret. Because it only causes harm. That's why. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So that's another reason why you don't want to fret. And why you don't want to be an evildoer. Because you're going to be cut off. God going to cut you off, and he's going to, it's going to be like the grass, like he said, you're going to wither away, so you don't want to be an evildoer, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth, so he wants us to wait patiently, rest in him, trust him, and he says we'll inherit the earth, and it says for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Just give it some time. The wicked won't be anymore. The wicked will be cut off. The wicked will wither away. In just a little while, it says. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place. But it shall be no more. It'll be, it'll be to the point where you're looking for the wicked. And you won't even see him. You won't even see him. Because God has already removed them. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. And then God says, not only trust him and, and, and you know, on love on him. He's saying the meek, you being meek, you, you wait patiently and, and you're being meek, you're going to inherit the earth. You will inherit the earth. And not only will you inherit the earth, you will have peace. And not just peace, regular peace. You're going to have abundance of peace. You're going to have plenty of peace. You're going to be full of peace. So, and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. So you will be in full-blown peace. You will have an abundance. So that's um, Psalm 37. Chapter 37, verses 1 through 11. It's dealing with just fretting, not to fret. Do not fret. Don't be envious. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land. Feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He wants us to commit our ways. Trust him. He will bring bring things to pass. He will bring forth our righteousness. He, will, he is our justice. He wants us to rest and wait patiently for him. He tells us again, do not fret. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret because it causes harm. And those who wait 
uh, going to inherit the earth. And he also says, just, just a little while, just wait a little while, the wicked will be no more. And he also says, the meek will inherit the earth and delight in the abundance of peace, which is the peace that passes all understanding because our mind is stayed on him which is Jesus Christ, God the Father. Amen. So that is Psalm 37, verse 1 through 11 again, which is telling us not to fret. Amen. Not to fret. Because it causes harm. But to trust in Him, love Him, trust Him, and do good. Okay? God bless you. Amen. This is the sound of my sister before she passed. Uh, tell me again. What did the lady say? Okay. Help me out. Cut that down, so. He said that. That's what the nurse practitioner said, okay. Yeah, nurse practitioner. That's what she said. She said that. She talked to you and said that, uh, what I told about the dementia thing. Uh-huh. Okay. And she said that if Okay, if, if they didn't, if we didn't set it up for a way where somebody could come stay with me, and I know you can't because you got to work, right? Right. Okay, that uh, eventually, if I keep falling, the state will step in, and they will assign me to... Uh, place. And I told her I wasn't having that. I wasn't having that, so we're going to have to work something out. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to work something out. But that, I, I ain't going that far. They had the state step in or nothing like that. Hire somebody, or I don't know how. Um, what's her name? Um, Alice would do, but she works for Pace, so I'm sure she wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know. It's something that needs some looking into. What are you talking about? Alice, my day. A four o'clock. Uh huh. What about her? her? Being able, well, she can't stay with me. She got a husband. Damn. She got a husband and children. Well, something gotta be worked out. Because it's a lot on you. And, um, it's, the strain is getting more and more on you now. Oh, something got to be with.
So what she say if you go in hospital, what happened? She said that they would put put me in a facility that's hospice oriented, you know, oriented. And how she put it, uh, secure place for hospice people. Hi. Oh, you guys are matching masks. <laughs> so oh, wow. Yeah, hi. <laughs> That's my daughter. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. I'm hi. Tina. This is Caitlin. Hi, y'all. Yeah, um, I need to see Michelle. Yeah, I just sent her a message telling her that you're here. Okay. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. It's me. Very good. So, she hasn't, it says unread, but it goes straight to her phone, so. Uh-huh. What, so yeah. she knows. I, I sent the message I sent her. Oh, okay. I just told so, her. So, this is, this is Caitlin. Caitlin and that's Tina. Yeah, <laughs> you okay. got it. So, These are my nurses for today. Okay, so she'll be able to tell me what's going on with my mother. Yeah, yeah, she, absolutely. She's the doctor, right? She's the nurse practitioner, but yeah, she's the hospitalist, yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh? The one you talked to on, Oh, yeah. On okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. great. So we're just trying to figure out what's going on, so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's falling and I know, yeah. Well, she should, she should come. I, I, I'll follow up and check to make sure she reads the message. Yeah. And if not, then I'll call her. Okay. Okay. So I, I just know she prefers to be messaged first. Okay. But if I have to, oh, I'll call. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. No problem. You need anything else right now? No. Okay. You can go. I'm done. You're done with your tray? Okay. I'll take it. Did you eat? You did a little bit at least. I ate a little bit. A little bit. I can't. And you had some of your brownie. Good. Yeah, I got. I ate some brownie. Well, she gonna, thank you. I ate Good. some brownie. I ate some brownie. Her blood sugar was low, so I was like, yeah. you gotta eat. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah, my. I don't know. <laughs> well, Abby told you it was low, too, didn't she? Yeah, I guess. And Abby said it was low. I guess. Yeah, okay. All right, well, we'll be back, okay? Okay. All right, Thank you so I'll much. I'll keep checking the computer, though, to see if she reads it. And if not, then I'll call her, okay? Okay. So okay. okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Oh, no problem. Okay. You call us if you need anything, okay? She's my <laughs> Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. Very nice. This floor is nice. I have been here with, you know, right. a little shit. But okay. this floor is nice. Okay. I don't have no problem with nobody up there. Yeah, so she was saying that if they got involved, they would put me into a, a facility that's oriented for, that's set up for just uh, uh, dementia patients, mm -hmm. right? And she said, not like they would be, you know, just holding. She said, not like you're dying or nothing like that. That's what she said. Now she put it to, not like you're dying. But you know, so I told her, you talk to her when, when you come, she come, you talk to her. You get a better understanding what you're talking about. All right. Did you sign anything? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No? Okay. Mm. No. Okay. Who said I signed Nobody said none. I'm no, asking no. questions. No, I ain't signing Okay, no, so. I ain't signing no papers. But she said, even if I did sign something, she said I can go right back the next day and reverse it. That's what mm -hmm. she said. If I did, I could, you know, mm -hmm. reverse it the next day. So we'll see what happens when she gets here. She'll be here, but she's a, <laughs> she's a clown. Okay. She's good. I like her. You like her? Yeah, I like her. So, sweetie, we'll see what happens. You got any ideas? No. I, I, Ma, it's, this is not easy for me because this is your life. You understand? She, that's what she said, that it's not easy for your daughter because she uh, feel bad or don't want to put you in no certain kind of way. And she said the same thing because this is your life. And she's, you know, feeling bad that we even having this conversation. So, we'll see what happens. I'll have to take out something. Take out something. You know, I didn't tell y'all name, but I will tell her. I will tell her. Come on, uh, child, woman. So uh, just to give you uh, a little bit of understanding of uh, what we do here on the security front, um, we uh, provide uh, physical security here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, okay? So I have uh, physical security staff here that's here every day, weekends, holidays, around the clock. I always have at least two people here 
Um, in some cases during the day we have three because we have a building next door that we staff throughout the week. Okay, but on the weekends <clears throat> we don't staff that post over there. We manage everything out of our office downstairs. Um, in addition to having the physical security presence, we also have cameras. Okay, so I can monitor things remotely from the security office um, inside and outside the facility in different locations. Okay, um, so they do have that capability as well. We also have a card uh, access or card door control system. Okay, so you have to have a badge, which you guys will all get a badge to be able to get in and out of the building, or somebody would have to let you in the building. Okay, you can't physically walk up to a door and just open it and get in. Okay, so the physical security guards, the cameras, and the card access are, um, to me, really good three good security measures to, to provide a safe, secure workplace. Okay, that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that. The people that are in the building are supposed to be here. Um, but we also ask our employees, our contractors, or people that are working here to be proactive in reporting suspicious activity. Okay? So if you're in the building on the property, you see something unusual, please talk to us about it. Okay? Stop by the security office and say, hey, I just saw this going on in the parking lot, it didn't look right, blah blah blah. You know, we're not going to be able to see everything even with the technology that we have, so we do um, rely on our, our employees to, you know, speak up if they see something unusual going on. Okay? We good? So I talked about the access. You're going to have a badge. It's designed to prevent unauthorized access. So people that aren't supposed to be in here shouldn't be in there. A um, couple of things for you. If you're going through a regular man door, a regular door that you, you swipe your badge and you can open it up and somebody can walk through with you, Please be careful about allowing people to tailgate or piggyback with you, okay, that you do not know. Um, downstairs, we have the security revolving doors or the turnstiles that kind of prevents that from happening. So that's a good, a good physical barrier to have in place. But if you're working in the aerosol building next door, you could let five people with, you know, in with you on your badge swipe, okay? We ask you to not do that. Um, it, it allows people into the building that you may not even know that are supposed to be in the building. Um, so just be very careful about that, please. Um, the doors are locked and controlled for a reason, so we don't want people propping them open. You will see inside the building a lot of the doors are propped open in the hallways that normally aren't, um, and that's because of COVID and the pandemic. We have more doors open than usually are, um, but in normal circumstances, do not prop open doors. Okay. Um, you need to wear your uh, wear your badge visibly. Um, if you're working on a production line and you have it tucked away in a pocket or somewhere, that's fine. But if you're out moving about, going to the cafeteria, around the building, make sure you have it visible and displayed so people can identify you as a badged contractor or employee. Um, if you lose your badge, it's your responsibility, okay? Your, your responsibility, I'm giving you one chance to have a badge and, and use it, okay, at no cost. But if you do lose it, there's a $5 fee to get a new badge, okay? So keep that in mind. Um, it's a way a lot of you are going to hit your time clock as well, okay? So it's very important that you maintain possession of it, have it with you every day. Um, you can get a temporary badge for a day or two, but if you make a habit of it, it becomes very um, time-consuming for your supervisor to have to go in and add your time in every day because you can't physically hit a time clock. So please make sure you have it with, with you at all times and report to us if, you, if it is lost. <coughs> um, 
don't let anybody else use it, right? Everybody's got a kind of a different task and responsibility area that they're working in. Um, so I, I don't want to hand my bag off to somebody that doesn't have access to the pharmacy because they want to go in the pharmacy, okay? So be very careful about that. If you see somebody without a badge and it looks unusual, again, part of our reporting suspicious activity. Um, I put this in here about visitors, um, but I don't anticipate you receiving visitors. We um, are being a little bit restrictive on visitors anyway with the pandemic. Um, but if you have somebody that's coming here to pay you a visit, okay, if they are going to go beyond the lobby, either the lobby over here or the lobby next door, they have to sign in with security, they have to get registered, they have to have a visitor's badge, and they have to be escorted, okay? So just keep that in mind. If somebody needs to drop something off to you, they can drop it off in the lobby, and they can leave, and you can pick it up at your convenience. We have no problem with that, okay? As long as it's not, like, a ton of stuff that's going to take up the whole entire lobby, right? But if somebody's going to drop off a lunch or a cell phone you forgot or something like that, you can certainly leave that with security, or have them leave it there, and you can pick it up at your um, I don't think anybody's going to need keys. I know I've got a full-time employee. I can work with you and Doug if there's an office that you're going to be in. But we'll, we'll worry about that later. Um, vehicle registration. If you're going to drive, okay, if you're going to drive a vehicle to work and park on our property, please make sure you register, okay? On the back of that badge form you filled out, um, there was some vehicle information that we just requested. Mainly the uh, description of the vehicle and the plate is the most important thing. If something happens to your car while it's here, somebody runs into it for whatever reason, we want to be able to easily notify who that vehicle owner is. Um, so make sure you register it with us. Plenty of uh, open parking spaces out there, okay? If, there, if it's not a reserved parking spot, it's an open parking space for any employer contractor, okay? And again, there's plenty of them out there, um, so please make sure you're parking in a designated area. Stay out of the fire lanes, obviously, we want to keep those areas clear for uh, emergency uh, reasons. Please abide by the company speed limit, okay? I had good control of that for about a year because we were temperature screening people outside, we were making them go through a, a certain traffic pattern to come onto the property, but now with the thermal scanners that we have, um, it's kind of opened things back up, and I'm seeing the same behaviors of people speeding through the front parking lot because they're late to hit the time clock, okay? I can tell you from experience, it's not worth it, okay? You're either going to hit somebody or you're going to hit somebody's car because I've seen it happen, all right? Um, take your time. Um, you know, speed on your way to the property. And that's between you and Enrico. I don't encourage it. But once you get on our property, please keep your speed down. It's just too many risks, too many potential uh, injuries. Things can happen if you drive too fast out there, okay? Not a big problem with vehicle break-ins or anything like that, but I encourage you to lock your vehicle and keep valuables out of sight, okay? You make yourself a target if you don't. Um, we do issue parking violations, but we try not to get carried away with it. Um, for property removal, and this is something that Pareto owns, we're getting rid of. An employee says, hey, I would like to take that home and use it. And the manager says, that's fine, no problem. This chair, we're getting ready to throw out this chair. Perfectly good working chair. There's nothing wrong with it. We're just getting new ones for this room, okay? employee says I want to take it home you just work with the manager that owns that chair and there's a removal process in a form that can be filled out to make that happen okay so just work directly with your manager or your supervision um, if that comes up there are certain things that can't go out customer product okay so anything that we make is not allowed to go out okay um, so keep that in mind boxes and containers that have company or customer logo um, 
Our customers are very sensitive about boxes that we package their uh, products in to go out and somebody use it for something else not related to their product. They're very sensitive about that. Um, and any item that uh, previously held hazardous material. So if we have a hazardous chemical in a certain container, we're not going to allow that container to go out to be used by an employee for something else. Okay, Too much liability there. You can see we do conduct random inspections, so you could be stopped at any entrance or exit um, to the facility at any time. Okay, so just keep that in mind. As it relates to hazardous material, you know we're a, a contract manufacturing company that makes a lot of different products. Some of those cosmetic products, some of those uh, consumer healthcare products that we do make contain hazardous materials. Okay, we used to make a lot more that contains uh, hazardous materials. Um, you know, the one I like to highlight is hydrogen peroxide. And the reason I like to highlight it is because we are um, part of a Homeland Security regulation that requires us to maintain our hydrogen peroxide in a secured location when it's here, okay? And the reason hydrogen peroxide is because it's a very well-known precursor chemical. Um, to be used for really bad things, okay? So Homeland Security has their eye on it. If you're a manufacturer that has a lot of that chemical on site, which we do, um, you're required to secure it and keep it in certain storage locations, okay? So we do that, we're committed to it. Um, just be aware, um, you know, if you have access to one of those areas that it's, it's a very secured area and you need to be careful about it. I'm not sure anybody in this room is even gonna be dealing with it, but it's just a highlight to you of what we have going on here. We do get inspected by Homeland Security every year, so they'll come in here, make sure we're doing the right things. Weapons policy, there's a little sign that you passed on the way in, probably didn't read it, but we do not allow weapons, okay? And I say that not being opposed to being a gun owner, not being opposed to somebody to have a concealed weapons permit. If you do that, be perfectly legal to, that's fine. There's just no place for it here in our work environment, okay? Um, and we take it seriously, okay? We want to provide a safe workplace for our employees, and this is one of our policies that we stand very strong behind, okay? To piggyback on that, threats in the workplace. Any type of uh, threat or active violence in our work environment is prohibited as well, okay? Um, if you're aware of harassment, intimidation, bullying, a physical assault that occurred here, okay? We need to know about it, all right? Your direct supervisor manager is your first point of contact, um, but if you're not getting anything there or you don't feel like that's been received, talk to me, okay? Or talk to one of my security officers and, and let's you know, take a report, investigate, find out what's going on. Um, to me, it's, this is a good place to work, okay? Um, but if you have this stuff going on, it's not a good place to work, okay? So we do, it's an, another thing that we wanna keep control of and make sure it's not happening. For an immediate security threat, something going on that you um, need an immediate security response to, get to a landline phone, and there's an emergency number on that phone, 6363. It's listed on the phone. You don't have to memorize it, okay? If for some reason you only had a cell phone and you didn't have a, a landline phone close to you, 652 is the prefix, okay? 652-6363. Um, and you guys are going to know 652 because... I think it becomes a call-in line for you. If you can't come into work, there's like a call-in number that you can call in and say, hey, I'm sick today or whatever. Um, and that's a 652 number. So just keep that 652 in the back of your head 
um, and that's what you would have to dial to get to the security office. Okay. So, the security, physical security that we have, the cameras, the card access, again, all three good security measures to have in place to provide a safe, secure workplace. Um, but as you all know, the world we live in is crazy, right? And things happen. Things continue to happen. Um, look at the, the most recent, you know, incidents that we've had, um, you know, where people have been killed. It's unfortunate. It's terrible. Um, so we're not immune. Okay? We're not immune from something to happen here. We just have to be ready and respond if something does occur. Okay? Um, we ask, we kind of preach the three R's, remain calm, remember details, report immediately. Those things are very important to us. Um, I can tell you from my role, I do maintain a good relationship with Henrico. Okay? So we do communicate with them very often, whether it's something that we have going on or just maintain that relationship. Um, so if we had an event, the response would be massive and it would be very quick, okay? Doesn't mean, you know, it's acceptable, but we just need to be ready, prepared, okay? By you reporting suspicious activity, things that you're seeing can go a very long ways, okay? So keep that in mind, please. So again, just familiarize with how we're staffed, how we're doing things. Um, don't be afraid to stop and talk to the officers if you have a concern or a comment or something you want to talk about, okay? Um, that's, we're here to help you guys, okay? Any questions? Comments? Nothing? We're good? Look, I told you guys I'd be quick, right? Because I know you guys have to be back here at, at noon. The Kelly Services people, unfortunately, you do have to stay. Um, I will go call Kim to make sure she's on her way up here. Um, but if you're not associated with Kelly Services, you can go and be back here at noon, please. Okay, so if you're a DECO, I think there's a couple of a DECO people, right? Maybe? No? You guys all can, okay, yeah. so you can come back in here. All right? Wait, before you leave, sorry, I didn't pass my attendance sheet around. Just sign that, if you would, please. And let me go find out what came. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate it. Good? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. All right. See you later. Yeah.